What is going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we are joined once again by Jake Newling of the band Tiny Kingdoms. So, if you missed the first time that I spoke with Tiny Kingdoms, I had more than just Jake on that time. Uh, it was actually all the way back, episode 21, uh, back in October of 2018. So we had a lot of fun talking. They had just barely released an EP. And uh, the reason Jake reached out to me again is they're actually releasing a brand new single. And it drops today, the day of this this interview, or the day of this release of this interview. And it's dope. I honestly, I, I think it's my, my favorite song that they've done thus far. And, uh, and so it was really cool talking to Jake. Honestly, if uh, if you're looking to, to talk, to listen only things about music, this is going to be a, a little bit off for you. The first portion of the interview will feel normal. Everything will feel kind of, you know, like a, a standard one. But then uh, Jake and I get derailed and we, we start covering sports and a lot more sports. And then we, we, we have a lot of fun with that. So if you guys just want to hear us shoot the breeze, just kind of talking, it's actually a lot of fun. Jake is super rad, and it was a really cool time talking to him. Uh, but like I said, for the first portion of it, it'll be a normal style that you're used to. But uh, beware that it does it does kind of go off course in terms of, of normal normal interview process. But uh, before we jump in, I do want to remind you guys. Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday nights. I apologize. I have been a little bit late each time. I say 8 o'clock mountain, but let's shoot for 8.30 mountain standard time uh, as well as, you know, 9.30 central. Um, And uh, if you want to come by, just come by, watch the the stream. And, And we actually had a lot of fun last week. So, you know, if you join in, it'll be a lot of fun for you. And uh, as well, be sure to head on over to Tiny Kingdoms. Check out, check out their brand new song, Daydream. Uh, honestly, like I said, I think it's their fav- my favorite song they released thus far, and they've released some really good music. So um, hit that up on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, um, and uh, be sure to, to let them know how you found them. Let them know, you know what you think about their song. And sorry for the long-winded intro, but without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Well, bro, thank you. Thank you for joining me again on the podcast, bro. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. How have you been? Oh, so good. It's been, uh, it's been what, like 18 months since it was like 2018, right? Last time we talked. Yeah. I want to, yes. I was thinking somewhere around two years ago. So so pretty close to that. Yeah. It's been quite a while. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, so obviously, you know, things seem to be going well with the band. Yeah, I mean everything's great aside from having to put things on hold right now. But yeah, that's <laughs> other than that, all good. It's been super bizarre, especially for like for music. I feel like the music scene has been disproportionately hit when it comes to this oh, COVID dude, virus. It's, I mean, just going online and seeing how how just badly some of these venues everywhere are being hit. It's it's it really breaks your heart. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's super, it's super major bummer to like see because like the thing is, is like, especially for for small or local or up and coming bands, you know, that that kind of there's there's a, a pretty broad range of of music within that 
within those those smaller venues and those smaller venues are the ones that are not sure if they're going to be able to survive this you know a hundred percent i mean even some of the even some of the more well-known venues are there's a lot of questions i mean yes yeah i think i saw an article that the metro was having some trouble so it's just like you really have no idea who's going to come out on the other side of all this it's it's fucking scary, man. Yeah, dude. So what are you guys doing to, to kind of, I guess, navigate it? <laughs> I mean, we've, we've kind of just been, we've been trying our best to just exchange any sort of ideas we have. So just trying to keep the whole writing process going. Um, on a couple occasions, we've implemented like some live stream apps to just, try to write that way it's i mean it's it's definitely not as great as being in person with with each other but yeah it it gets the job done for for what it is um yeah i mean we were also supposed to start recording new stuff today oh really but yeah i'm and it was still a go but i actually work in the medical field and i've been I've been working around COVID patients, so it's yeah. like I really can't do anything. Yeah, you don't wanna you I don't wanna put your buddies at risk. Exactly. It's like I literally it's like, all right, I go to work and then come home and that's about it. Gnarly, man. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, it's a it's a weird time, man. Yeah, here in Utah, we haven't been hit too hard here in Utah when it comes to like the number of cases, the number of deaths. And, uh, and so they've already moved it down to a moderate risk and they've started opening things back up, just limiting the number of people and stuff. Oh, and that's, that's great. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's so there, those larger cities, you know, Chicago, New York, LA, a lot of those larger cities, you guys are disproportionately hit because it spreads a lot easier here in Utah. Like yeah, it's, it's just a lot less metropolis. It's a lot more spread out. It's, yeah, it's not quite as dense. Yeah. That's the thing with like. I mean, cities like in California, like L.A. and stuff like that, it's not as bad because the cities are just so, so spread out. But, yeah, I mean, like here in New York, I mean, you got all these huge buildings with people to stack on top of each other. Yeah, it's yeah, it's same it's number of people, <laughs> but a significantly smaller geographic area. Yeah, exactly. Because even Houston, like when I was living down in Houston, it's population wise huge. But yeah. it's also geographically huge. It's it's spread out, not up. So that makes a difference for sure. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. But that's but that's great to hear that it's it's kind of getting a little easier out there for you, though. Yeah, it was uh, it was super refreshing. The gym opened up, so I was able to go to the gym this morning, hey, and I've got it scheduled go. for tomorrow. So so I'm I'm like ecstatic, like. I posted on Instagram, you know, as I was leaving, it was just like, oh my gosh, finally able to get a workout in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, it, it feels nice. <laughs> yeah. Every, I mean, I don't have a gym membership or anything, but I know some of the, the other dudes in the band, they've definitely been like Jones to get back. in. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's gotta be rough, man. Yeah. I mean, just like the, the thing about it is like, there's there's different types of exercise and so like body weight is a very different type of exercise than weightlifting and yeah and so like i'm not like a heavy lifter you know i'm like a, i'm not like a bodybuilder type not or like, a, 
You're not like deadlifting like <laughs> 600 pounds, man. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not like a a beef guy. Like <laughs> I I've got some some friends of mine who are just jacked, and I'm like, dude, that's props to you. That's a lot of freaking work. I'm just in the gym, but I'm lifting weights. I'm still lifting actually like I'm, you know, like I'm bench pressing 135, just doing like 48 reps. Right. So three, four sets of 12. Yeah. And dude, like going back today to do my my set, I could only do three sets because I was just oh, dead. Like I, I could tell oh, my sure. muscles had atrophied and I was just like, I'm I can't do this. This sucks. <laughs> You'll get back up to it, though, man. Oh, yeah, it'll it'll get back pretty quick. The nice thing about it is muscle memory. You know, it'll it'll get back yeah. to normal. <laughs> Very true. So so let's just uh actually i had a question what what do you do in the uh, the medical field i'm an x-ray tech oh dang yeah isn't that one of the oh no it was cats like i I don't know i don't know much about like medical technology but (laughs) i know that that one of the ways that they were detecting coronavirus was through like was it cat scans or x-rays what was that yeah cat scans and x-ray for sure i i'm not really certain about how the CAT scans work at detecting it just because that's not my feel. Yeah. So yeah. To say. But I mean, with x-ray, we can definitely detect like if anybody's dealing with pneumonia or anything like that going on in the lungs. So that makes sense. Just kind of like gauging if the, if the infection is getting any better or any worse. But So are you kind of one of the front line, like one of the first people they go to, to, to do the detection process? Um, so like, so I work at like a like a clinic. Oh, okay. Like an like an immediate care. So I'm not necessarily in like the emergency room setting where oh, that's good. it's just absolute pandemonium. Yeah, but, exactly. But I'm still getting I mean, I'm still getting patients that have tested positive for it or are getting over it. Yeah, and you're you're kind of following up to make sure everything's clearing up basically. Exactly. And it's still like, oh, this is this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like like there's a small chance I could, I could get sick. I mean, there's a chance that you've already had it too. You know, that's that's very true, man. Um, and that goes for everybody, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a it's such a weird thing. It's like some people are like, they say they're on, they feel like they're on the verge of death, and then there's other people that compare it to having like mild allergies. It's it's just so bizarre. Yeah, like. I, it's just, it's, it's one of the most bizarre like sicknesses that I've like, I've heard of. Cause like with pneumonia, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. It's either you have it or you don't Yeah. <laughs> with the flu. Exactly. It's the same thing, you know, with the normal flu, it's like either you have it or you don't. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, yeah. And it's like with this, it's the symptoms could, it just, it's just, the range is just so wide. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, there's uh I don't know. It's I'm I'm hopeful that the that musicians and bands are able to recover cuz it's it's been just talking to a bunch it's, of different people. It's been a big It's yeah, especially for bands that that really rely on touring. I mean, yeah. They are really struggling right now. Yeah. One positive one positive thing I will say that's come out of this though is it's it's been really it's been really cool to see how all these bands and artists have been acclimating using like these live streaming services into yeah. their repertoire of things to reach their fans with. It's 
it's been it's been fucking amazing yeah like, i think I it's cool if, to see like yeah. the quality differences too because there's some that are you know like there's some people who put a lot of production value into the live stream and oh, then yeah, some like, people who so just funny. like pop up a phone and just start singing and it's like it's kind of yeah. funny to see you know and and seeing even musicians who started out just popping up a phone and then they start improving the quality because they see that this is going to be a longer term thing you know yeah so true but it's i mean that's been that's kind of been one of the brights of my days recently like just seeing seeing how some of these bands are just implementing that like i don't know if you've heard of one of the funniest ones was uh i don't know if you've heard of soccer mommy but she they did like a like a live show on like club penguin never even heard of old school like computer game and it was <laughs> hilarious that's awesome yeah i was like this is genius i think it's a cool way for musicians to to showcase their other creativity as well not just their musical creativity oh 100 percent. and like, i know a lot of a lot of a lot of people are using i mean i it's not like a total artistic like driven thing but a lot of people are going on twitch now and streaming themselves playing video games which i would like to think in one way or another is a way of expressing yourself oh yeah i mean i started a twitch channel (laughs) hell hell yeah dude dude it's just it's fun man it's like yeah like i'm already playing games i've got all of the production stuff because of my podcast and so, so like, it was like literally, like yeah, it was just like, I already had the, the capture card cause I, I had made just like, I just liked capturing video. Um, uh-huh. and so I already had like, I had literally everything I needed and I was like, why not? I, I, yeah, I can dude, literally do this. Like, got, got not all, a problem. It's like we got all the time in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have, I, have I started it up. It. Yeah, man. And it's been like, it's been a lot of fun for me too. Cause like, um, one of my favorite parts of doing pretty much any of this stuff is is kind of the the creative side of like the, the illustrations because like even with my podcast i i've i've done the logo and and i you know oh, i've done a little bit of this stuff and awesome oh thanks man yeah and uh and so for the um for the twitch channel like i've been creating all of these different like overlays so like you know like a screen transition overlay and different things like that. And so I've been learning all these new, I've been learning after effects, Adobe after effects, which is a completely new tool that I've never used. And so like for me, that's what makes it extra fun is learning the extra stuff, you know? Yeah. That's, that's see, you're like, you're one of the people like going about the quarantine, like the right way, (laughs) trying to, trying to use your time like positively and maybe learn a thing or two. Yeah. And I mean, I've been, I've been super, super fortunate as well. Cause I, I do software development and so I've been able to work remotely oh, without, without really any sort of interruptions either. So that's been super that, huge. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. You're very yeah. fortunate then. Yeah, exactly. It's been, it's been like everything fell into place correctly for me. And, uh, I, I hope and pray for all those people who've been, you know, not so fortunate because there have been a lot of people. Same, dude. It's like, I mean, my I live with my girlfriend and she's a teacher, so she's also working from home. And then, I mean, I'm working in the medical field, so it's we're obviously needed right now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we just every day we wake up and just remind ourselves how fortunate we are to 
be in the position we're in. Yeah, yeah and just I, like, dude, I feel terrible for for all these people, man. Yeah, and it's like it's so rough because, like, you know, uh, today was Thursday again. Every Thursday, you keep seeing these numbers increasing to like unprecedented numbers of unemployed and underemployed, and you know not to mention in those numbers, there aren't a lot of like there, there were people who were, who aren't being tracked correctly, like gig workers and musicians, you know, there's exactly it's rough. It's so, yeah. So the numbers realistically are much higher. Yeah. Yeah. dude. It's, it's just, just so insane. Yeah. And so sometimes I won't even be thinking about it and then I'll just kind of come back to earth. And I'm like, this is like, what a time to be alive. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. The thing like another, another fun thing that came out of this though, were all the memes. I, uh, <laughs> some of the memes that I've seen and now obviously with like the, you know, this whole, I, I don't even, I don't know much about it, but these like apparent killer hornets or something like that. So there's been like a bunch of people posting about that with like anime and, <laughs> yeah i just found out about those yesterday and i'm just like of course first 2020 like just, just keep piling it on man oh yeah just keep, keep throwing it at us yeah it's uh it's it's been crazy i mean yeah. and like the the thing that's so bizarre about it is i i realized i was like the the hardest part is like some people didn't even have a chance to to really recover before having disaster strike like like australia like they were literally dealing with fire like wildfires you know what i mean yeah i dude yeah it was they what they got that under control and i believe a month later i think maybe, maybe two months yeah maybe mar like early so like right before all this started really all the dominoes really started falling with this yeah jesus yeah, man, it's it's crazy times, man. It's it's crazy times. Ah, oh, super wild, man. <laughs> we just it sucks, but we just gotta. I mean, we just gotta try chugging along, man. Well, I mean, one that's thing all, that's one, all we can do. Yeah, I mean, one thing you can say about the human race is we are adaptable creatures. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't know that. I don't know of any other creature that can adapt like a human. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you put yeah, you put pretty much any problem in front of in front of a human being, and they'll figure out how to they'll figure out how to overcome it one way or another, man. Or make it worse, or both. I truly believe that. <laughs> make it worse and then overcome it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, like I could talk about this forever, but um, I want to obviously talk about about your band because you guys are are killing it. You've got a new um, so the day that this this is gonna drop is the day that your new song has dropped. So uh, oh, cool. so yeah, it's gonna be perfect timing on that front. And uh, the new song is is uh, Daydream, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously this one, it actually seems to be a really a really good um, tie in to kind of this whole entire pandemic epidemic we're going through <laughs> and so it, it seems kind of good timing yeah it wasn't really intended that way but uh hey man i guess for better or for worse that's that's the name <laughs> so so let's talk about it what 
like obviously there's there's gonna be a lot to it but uh kind of what was the motivation behind behind the song and and you know obviously one thing i noticed with it is it's a slight um it's not a deviation necessarily but it's a, a little bit different sound from from previous music as well that you've created and so it's added a little bit a few more elements to it yeah i think ever since because i think the last time i we talked was when we put out we put out that ep realms yep that was the time it was a little heavier i think ever since then like each release has kind of progressed more and more towards a bit more of a pop um influence sound yeah i've noticed that I, i feel like this to date is probably the poppiest song we've done which is which is cool i mean it's it's very poppy but like you said at the same time it's still it still showcases the things that have made tiny kingdoms tiny kingdoms yeah i mean it's still you guys it's definitely still you like i would i would hear it and i'd be like okay that's still that ties in it's not like it's a it's not like it was uh what's oh man there was um it's not like it's totally out of left field. Yeah, exactly. There was a there's an album that came to my mind, but it just it, it, I just drew a blank. But there was we weren't going like we weren't going like Kid A on you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you weren't just gonna completely change, you know. But uh, but yeah, like that's it. It was very clearly still your music, but uh, um, I know I know obviously from kind of what you were obviously there's there's a lot to the lyrics and stuff, but this one is is really about stepping aside or stepping away from negative kind of life. Right. And, and realigning yourself with what, what your life should be. Right. Is kind of the, the premise of the song. I, yeah. So, so I didn't personally write the lyrics. Our singer Nico did, but okay. I mean, we've definitely like discussed them before, but yeah, I mean, it's from what he's told me, it's, it's just about removing yourself from, anything that can become like a bit of a bad habit or anything like that. And it, it, it can kind of be left open to the listener's interpretation. Like what that is like, yeah. Could you be, I mean, it might be a person that's affecting your life in a negative way or a drug or any sort of situation that's really just bringing your life down. Sometimes you just need to, figure out when to when to walk away and i think i think it's cool because i i think it's one of the most it's a very mature topic that i that he decided to write about and i i'm just really proud of him as a as a as a lyricist to come up with such a such a deep a deep thought to go into the song yeah i mean that's a tough topic to talk about yeah and it's not it's not something that we would normally that I feel like he would normally sing about. So it's it's also cool in that respect that it it just feels like we're maturing on all fronts on the song. For sure. That's awesome, man. So uh how long I obviously, you know, it like I said, it's gonna be releasing it's May fifteenth that it's releasing. Um how long have you guys um been kind of sitting on it ready ready to get it out there oh god um i want to say we recorded it like the second week of january okay so it's been a while and then i but it took a little bit to get the mix to where we wanted it 
So I think we've had the finished product for maybe maybe like maybe like a month or two. So a good amount of time for you guys to prepare and make sure that it's ready to to be released. Yeah, but. We, yeah. and I mean, with everything going on, <laughs> it's not like we were in a super huge rush to to throw it out there. Seriously, and I mean, that's unfortunate timing because obviously you finished it right as things started ramping up, right? Uh, dude, I know. And it's <laughs> literally, I mean, I don't know if you know who Lucky Boys Confusion are. They're kind of a larger band from our area, but we were supposed to open for them like a couple weeks after every all this lockdown stuff started, and we had planned on playing it for the first time there, and then it got it got canceled, and we were like, "Well, because <laughs> we've been, I mean, we've God, we wrote that song probably in early December, so we've been dying to just like show it." To yeah just whether in a live setting or i mean now it's gonna just be released and everybody can enjoy it but have y'all have y'all thought about doing like a uh a live streamed version of it at all oh that has never been discussed but that's a good idea (laughs) i like that (laughs) i mean we were talking about it you know (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it could be a, a good way of of giving a preview to it, you know, at the end of a, oh, that would, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, uh, um, obviously, unfortunately you were supposed to start recording literally now, like you're <laughs> supposed to be recording new material. How much, how much stuff are you wor- planning on working on once things get back to uh, whatever normal so, is going to be? Uh, the plan is to go do just, uh, two songs. Okay. Just two two more singles. Um but yeah, with all this extra time now, I don't I don't know. <laughs> might, that might it might turn into more, it might turn into a lot more. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean there's going to be a lot of a lot of um topics to to think about while kind of chilling and and dealing, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been kind of tough. I don't Personally, with music, I've been kind of uninspired just a tiny bit lately, but just, I don't know, just because everything's become so, so mundane, it's, at least, at least with my schedule, it's like, like I said, it's like I go to work and then I just chill at home because I can't really, there's not really anything to really go out and experience right now, so. Yeah, it's like but order I'm in. Sure, I'm sure that ball will. <laughs> that bulb will flash back on at some point soon yeah my uh my wife and i we've been we've been joking around and and singing an mxpx song quit your life i don't know if you know that song but it's we've literally <laughs> just like we've been singing that song to each other it's like we'll lie around and watch tv we'll order in um and watch tv and you know we'll paint the house we'll wash the car we'll take a walk but not too far <laughs> so yeah. quit your life and stay with me and we were literally just singing this song and we're like oh my gosh <laughs> this was literally written for the quarantine <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah man because that's literally what it feels like it's like well we we can we can go somewhere but not really like we stay in the car or you know <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Oh my god, that is yeah. 
pretty much hit the nail on the head. I've been comparing it to to Groundhog Day. Oh, dude. That's actually a good comparison, too. Yeah. If it wasn't for the bipolar weather here, it it would legitimately be like that. But has it been? I think we're supposed to get hit by a snowstorm tomorrow of historic proportions. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure that'll present some interesting uh, challenges for the rest of the week. Yeah, an extra dynamic to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, my. I was thinking that our weather was being weird, but it's not nearly that weird. Ours was just how's it how's it been out there? Oh, it gets it'll get warm and then it'll get cold and rainy and then um stay kind of like it got up into the eighties like for almost a week and then it dropped down to the forties and then today it was back up in like the fifties or sixties and so it's been kind of like all over the place. But uh eighties the eighties sound like a pipe dreams oh dude (laughs) glorious so the funniest thing is oh go on oh go ahead i was just saying the funniest thing is like the last day that it was in the 80s my wife and i we bought a swimming pool for our kids because quarantine we're like well we want our kids to be able to be outside and have fun so we bought a an you know above ground swimming pool that like yeah I built the, I put the whole thing together. It was like bloody hot that day. We had to get it all, you know, get it filled up and all that stuff. And since then, like, it hasn't hey, been warm way, enough to use it. <laughs> oh my God. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just kind of how our weather's been. It's been like, dang it's it. When Mother Nature teases you with that, with that summer weather. Yeah. I was like, oh. He slaps you in the face. Exactly. We were like, oh, it's fine. We'll drop a couple hundred bucks and buy a pool. We were going to get a trampoline as well, just to like, have options for our kids rather than just a blank backyard to play in and uh no parents man (laughs) well my my wife she took on a job uh separately to uh to kind of have fun money because my job pays all the bills and so she was that's awesome yeah so it worked out great that way guys (laughs) but yeah but yeah it was like all the like everything is crazy obviously so the trampolines are sold out everywhere like everywhere. And I was, I even looked on Amazon everywhere. It was just backordered until June. I was like, really? Yeah. So, so toilet paper shortages. Oh, GPUs. Yeah. I'm trying to build a computer and there's no graphics cards or Ram. (laughs) That's really random too. Yeah. Well, that one's more like because of China, all of the production Uh, that they stopped. That's true. Yeah. Our world, man, just hit by everything. Uh, Sorry, just getting some water. <laughs> oh, you're you're good, dude. So, uh, so what's kind of the plan? Obviously, as as um, you know, I, I don't know. Like live music doesn't seem like it's coming back. Yeah. In the near near future, probably 2021 is for what I'm hearing from most like most uh, publications and stuff in terms of music. So what's kind of your guys' plan to, uh, to deal with that? Um, I mean, I I think, I mean, I think as long as we can get into a studio at some point in the near future, I think, I think that would make everything substantially better. Yeah. But just to, just to, just to record some songs and just give people something and just something 
And it would just be awesome to have something cathartic like that right now to just get some songs down on the tape, so to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it's, dude, it's so weird. Just, it really sucks. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about the other guys, but I can, I can definitely say that, I mean, being in the studio is my, probably my favorite part about being in a band. So. Oh, nice. As long as I can get to do that, I, I know I'll feel pretty, pretty fulfilled, but I mean, I, and that's not to say I don't love playing shows. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we could be like, I think it's Denmark or somewhere in Europe. They're doing like drive-in concerts. Really? You could, could always do that, man. I, yeah. I heard about an EDM guy doing like drive-in movie theater style concerts. Yeah, I, think, I think it was either in Germany or Denmark, but that wouldn't surprise me. I, I thought it was an onion article. when I <laughs> Like, Oh no, this is, a hundred percent real. There are times where I like, honestly, with how crazy the world is right now, every article feels like an onion article. Oh, dude, it's, <laughs> it's, we live in a world. It's so, it's so insane to say that we live in a world where we can't distinguish satire from reality or yeah. Or like where, There's, where reality is almost funnier than the satire. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I, Sometimes I literally am walking around or I'll see something and I'm just like, I, I'm like, I have to be living in like a George Orwell novel right now yeah. <laughs> or like a Stephen King. Like this is, this is crazy. Yeah. And I'll bet it's, I mean, like I said, I'll bet it's even crazier over in Chicago where obviously it's quite a bit larger city, a lot more involved in terms of yeah. everything going on. Yeah. The vibes are just. I mean, I'm a little, I'm probably like 20 minutes outside, like the actual city. So well, that's still I'm really close. Like, yeah. Like not like super immersed into that craziness, but still close enough. Yeah. But it's just the vibes amongst people are just so weird. What kind of vibes are they having? Like just, I'm just like, I don't know, like going, like if, I don't know, like the other day, my girlfriend and I went on a walk and. Like you'll kind of spot another group of people, maybe like ten yards down from you, and then you both make eye contact, and then you both just start walking the opposite way. Yeah, you kind of like have it's no trust like, in each other. Yeah, it's so it's it's so strange, so so strange. Yeah, dude, it, it's just like everybody's everybody just wants to be isolated, and, and it's and it's understandable to to have that thought process. I mean you kind of have to right now but yeah you don't know what other people's habits are you don't know whether they're going or doing things that could be contaminating them and in turn contaminating you exactly but at a certain point you go well damn man i just i miss like human interaction yeah like going to a restaurant ordering a ordering a, a a hamburger or just like dude just going to a movie theater man it's just so so bizarre yeah i uh it, it is like i my my wife and i we we got buffalo wild wings tonight for dinner and i was like this it was always a tradition that my best friend my brother-in-law like we would go to b-dubs on thursdays like once a month or whatever and it hasn't was that, happened. Was that, a 50, was that 50 something boneless night? 
Yeah, so it's buy one get one now, so it's even better. Ooh, there <laughs> so, you go. That's, that is a steal. Yeah, man. So it's it's. I guess it probably equals out to be about the same thing, but it feels better because it's like I got a free one. <laughs> it's all about the illusion of gratification. Exactly. And then you order fries and they totally jip you. You know, they just like uh, screw you over. Always. Always. <laughs> yeah, man. But but it's like it's weird. Like the. I was telling I was telling my coworkers about it because we do a, a call once a week to just kind of follow up. You know, we we message each other on we use Microsoft Teams to keep in contact. But we do a call once a week to make sure we're all on the same page. Um, but uh, last week I I got a milkshake for my wife and I and I ordered it on the app right it, Dairy Queen's yeah. app the Blizzard and I. And they were like, "Oh, okay, all right, um, come on in. Your order's ready." And I was like, "Come on in. What are you What are you talking about?" And like I said, <laughs> like Utah has already started that soft open, so they started opening things up, and people can go into restaurants. So I walked into Dairy Queen, and there are people sitting at table at a table, and there are people at the check at the register. And I was like, "It Whoa. it felt it felt very bizarre." Yeah, like what's that's not like I can't even. It's weird to say, but I can't even imagine that right now. Right? At least here. We actually, we got food. We ordered food from Chipotle the other night. And what, I mean, what they're doing is essentially just like making people wait outside the door. And then they'll call your name and it's like, it's like one person is allowed in it. It's so, and that's like, that's the most kind of like going inside type restaurant I've seen around here right now. Yeah. I mean, so it's, that's it's a pretty weird when it comes down to it, that's probably a pretty liberal approach to it in, yeah. in most contexts. Like I, I mean, it's so weird. Like it almost feels like Brendan Fraser in that movie where he was like born in a, in the, Oh, uh, the Truman show. He, Oh no, that one too. I was the I was thinking of the other one where he was literally born oh, oh, in the. I thought I thought he said Jim Carrey first. <laughs> no, the Truman Show though sense, too though. Which which doesn't even make sense because those names don't even sound alike. No, I, honestly though, like it was oh. probably you you thought of the movie because it makes sense. Honestly, the Truman yeah. Show would make no, a lot of sense the, too. The Brendan Fraser movie where he grows up in the bomb show. Yeah, in the bunker. Yeah. Dude. What is that movie called? I know exactly what you're talking about. But that's what it feels like when you it's go a into movie. a restaurant after after the the whole quarantine and you and you see people sitting, you just kind of like, there's something wrong here. <laughs> I mean, I can I can only imagine that you were probably pretty uneasy. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like I was, was nervous it, or anything, but it was. It was more just yeah. kind of like, like. Do you know if they were open at like full capacity or? Oh no, they, so they limit the number of people like based on the square footage, they have a certain number of people per like, so basically restaurants, I think like at a fast food restaurant, they're only allowed to have like 10 people in there at any given time. Um, okay. And so they kind of that, limit the capacity and stuff. That um, makes sense. But it's still like there were people there and it was, that was what was weird. <laughs> yeah. No, a few, you know, now that you mention it, a few weeks ago, I was, I, I don't know if you've ever seen that show Bar Rescue, but the the host of it has like a podcast where he kind of just talks about like the food and beverage industry, but he okay. was kind of, 
he was just kind of saying that like even when all these restaurants open back up like everywhere like they're probably gonna only be open at like half capacity if not less yeah and i think that's what it is here right now even though things are opened quote unquote it's not really opened which is just such a bummer for the for the businesses I mean, yeah. if you're a restaurant that's depending on packing the house every night to get by, like, if you're only doing half your sales, like, dude, you're, you're going to be treading water pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, like, all the all the Burger Kings and the fast food restaurants and the, you know, the ones with drive throughs they're doing fine, you know? Oh, my God. Dude, the Dunkin', the Dunkin right down the street from my house, that their drive through game is just bananas right now a lot of companies have really stepped up their game a lot yeah, of like the no. the restaurants and stuff for real yeah it's, no, yeah i mean like you said like your taco bells your mcdonald's your i think starbucks just reopened here today too so i'm sure they'll be but just like anywhere with a drive-thru really yeah because it's sure it's, it's gonna, super easy it's to do contactless delivery like even the like the restaurants here, all of them, rather than like handing you the bag or like having you hand you hand them your card or anything like they're holding the card scanner out of the window. So you're doing it all. So they're not touching it. And then yeah, like that's, the food yeah. is handed out on a tray. So they're not touching hand like there's no hand exchange at all. So like it's like it's super easy to adapt in a drive through setting. But like restaurants like an actual sit down steakhouse like. Texas Roadhouse, even like for a bigger yeah, chain. Just, I mean, for any restaurant, it's just kind of. I just think it's nice to go and sit down and have. It's. I mean, the atmosphere in man. a way. In a way, it's mainly just like a social occasion. Like when you go out to dinner, like for sure, you hang out with your family or your friends, and you get to. You know, you get to shoot the and have some laughs and. It really is. It really is about the the social things. Yeah, there's there's a certain camaraderie about about just getting to go to a restaurant or a bar and and just sit around and and just hang out. I agree, and I mean the other one that's that's huge too is like sporting events. Like, not only are they I, not available to go I to, am going, I am going. Great. That is one of the things <laughs> that is driving me the most crazy. So are you are you basketball, baseball, I'm, hockey? I'm I'm the whole show. <laughs> uh at this time of the year, mainly baseball and basketball. Cubs or White Sox? Uh you know what? This is a lot of Chicago folks are probably gonna hate me for saying this. <laughs> but I root for both teams. Okay. Um I I would say I'm more of a Cubs fan, but I always I always root for Chicago though. That's awesome. And I like the White Sox. They're they uh they're making some moves, man. Oh they've they've got a lot of potential. I uh yeah. I'm unfortunately dealing with hate and animosity <laughs> and negativity and all the bad things that can be associated with a baseball franchise. <laughs> oh man. The Houston Astros. It was, uh, uh, it's, it's dark. That it's bites. dark. 
<laughs> the, the worst part, the worst part about all of that is they didn't even need it. They were good enough without that, any that, sort of help. That 2017 team was loaded. Yeah. They, were, it's, they could have totally it taken it without any sort of issues. Yeah, and I, it just sucks because that series between them and the Dodgers, at least in in my opinion, is one of the best World Series oh, it was, I've ever watched. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like just an absolute classic. Yeah, it was amazing. It's, it's just forever, it will forever be known as a tainted a tainted series. Yeah, it's so it's so sad, man. I'm so sad about it. That's terrible, man. And now, like the Red Sox, apparently the guy, so the manager who implemented the whole cheating scandal in in Houston, brought the same thing, similar thing, I guess, not the same thing. They, they to, literally won the next year. Exactly, and he was the manager the year they won in 2018, and so it's like. Oh, Alex Cora, I believe his name is. What, yeah, who, I, whoever he is, he uh, he does he just uh, needs to leave baseball altogether. Oh, he's that dude's never getting hired again. Oh, definitely not. I mean, even um, and, uh, Carlos Beltran got what he was manager of the Mets for like a grand total of like twenty four hours. <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, I gotta resign. <laughs> I don't know what that story is. What's that story? I don't remember that one. Oh, he, so he was on the team that year. Uh huh. He, I, I want to say he was kind of just like a backup outfielder at that point. Cause he's what, like 42. Yeah. He's an old, yeah. But I'm pretty sure. He, I mean, he was, I'm pretty sure he was proved to be pretty involved with the whole thing, but he got, he got hired as the manager of the New York Mets earlier Oh, and he was involved with the Red Sox. Yeah. Oh. Uh, And then right around the time that the story broke was when he got hired. So then he, I forget if he got fired like right away or I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, AJ Hinch, I mean, no one, no one from that whole organization that was involved. It's like, Hey, I've got a, I've got a world series on my resume. Well, do you really? Well, if we can put like an asterisk with like a trash can and a bat next to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, it's just so unfortunate because the talent no. is there without any sort of need for that garbage. That, yeah, dude. I, as a, as a sports fan, I hundred percent feel for you. A lot of my friends are either Red Sox or Dodgers fans. So I, <laughs> I can't live it down. <laughs> the two. The two most unsufferable fan bases in all of baseball. Well, I mean, you well, definitely have aside to. Aside from the, aside from the Cubs and Yankees fans. <laughs> there you go. I'll I was be, like, I'll you have to first, lay, you have to rope I'll them be into the first it. To admit that Cubs fans are are just pretty immense assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the all of my friends who are Cubs fans are actually really cool about it. They are just the most diehard fans. Uh, you go to Wrigley Field and you see some of those people and you might change your mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't, I've actually, I can't say I've only ever been to minor league games in person. I've never been to an actual oh, major really? league game. Yeah. Dude, you gotta go. 
I, I mean, it I want is, to for sure, but it I, is so. It is a great time. Oh yeah, like even just like the like I went to so the minor league team we have in Utah is the Salt Lake Bees, and so I've been to okay. their games, but I've never been to an actual like I wanted to go to an Astros game at Minute Maid, but I just never was able to. I just never did it. Got to pull the trigger on it one day, man. I know. I really do. I mean, I'll probably go back down to Houston. Like, freaking one of the coolest experiences I had was going to freaking um, NRG Stadium. No, it's not NRG. Is it NRG? Whatever it is. The uh, the giant Texans stadium down there and seeing. Oh, that. that okay. I was, yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to think of who played there. Yeah, yeah. So the Houston Texans play down there and it's freaking amazing. Yeah, how many that place has to hold like close to a hundred thousand people. I would guess. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's less than that. Cause it's one of the, it's one of the ones that like with the retractable roof and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. NRG stadium capacity. Um, I'm going to guess at least, I'm going to guess at least 80,000. 71,500. Oh, Jesus. That was off by a lot. No, it's not too much. I mean, from 80,000 to 71. That's still, because I know, because I know the, I know Soldier Field, which is where the Bears play, the capacity there is like 65,000. Okay. And I think that's the lowest capacity of any NFL stadium. So I was thinking it had to be way more than that. That's not, though. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking of, of, uh, um, major, like you may have been even thinking of the AT and T Stadium that, um, that the Cowboys play in. Uh, that's well, that's got to be the biggest. That's definitely the biggest NFL arena. Yeah, because that one seats like its capacity of seating, quote unquote, is eighty thousand, but it can expand to seating of a hundred thousand. So it can expand to have twenty thousand extra seats based upon like installable seats that they can add. That is, that is, that is fucking so crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the craziest thing about that though is like, you, you look at those professional stadiums and then you look at like, um, so Texas A&M, the Aggies, uh, they play like their, oh. their maze field. Um, I think it's got a capacity of over a hundred thousand. Yeah college football stadiums are on like a whole other level it, it's nuts man like why Especially like like the bigger schools like uh like florida uh I, alabama sure probably notre georgia dame, yeah i think notre dame stadium holds like ninety thousand. yeah call I, go, i'm a college football guy that's like that is my favorite sport oh i love college football absolutely love it I'm a huge, I'm a huge guy for college football. Yeah, like I, 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 I really enjoy watching college football. I sometimes get a little turned off by the off-field bullshit, so to say. <laughs> with, sometimes that can get a little annoying, but yeah, it's it's definitely a fun watch. Well, especially the the better schools. Yeah, like I I watch like your Alabamas and your Georgias and your. Oklahoma's. Yeah, I watch like SEC Network, and I watch okay. ACC Network, and then Pac-12 Network. Those are pretty much the there the conferences go. I watch. 
uh, yeah. even Pac-12. I'm really only watching if it's like Oregon, Washington, Cal, or uh, USC, or Utah. Those are really the only teams that I'm watching in the Pac-12. <laughs> so, sense. yeah, like I'm not a U. I'm a so like I grew up a BYU kid. So when I say I watch Utah games, I'm pretty much hoping that they lose. But it's it's not because I'm a fan of BYU anymore. It's just that it's been so ingrained in me to hate Utah. <laughs> and it's so dumb because they're such a great team and they they've got a phenomenal coaching staff. They are so talented. Their recruiting is fantastic. And Kyle Whittingham is probably one of the greatest college football coaches. Like he's not the greatest, but he's up there. He's really, no, really he's, good. No, he's he's definitely one of the greats. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those funny things where you just like you've been trained to hate the team that's better. Just like being a Utah jazz fan, you're trained to hate the bulls, but then you realize (laughs) the bulls won every time for a reason. (laughs) Stockton and Malone were amazing, but, but I mean, Rodman Pippen and, and obviously Jordan, you know, like Stockton and Malone were easily one of the greatest duos in the history of basketball. Yeah, they were the original duo, you know. This year, it was yeah, supposed to be the season true. of duos, you know. Everyone's kind of paired off. You got Anthony and and uh, James, and you've got um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You got all the, these George. duos, right? And so, like, that was the original duo. <laughs> For real, dude. Oh man, That's, but, I've never really thought about that. Kind of the. Almost the original super team in a way. Yeah. Well, not. Yeah. I mean, they were they were definitely had that team like had there been a time where Jordan wasn't overlapping, <laughs> they would oh, have they, they would have taken it. <laughs> well, they went pretty deep in the playoffs the years prior to the second repeat, like the years that the Hakeem Olajuwon Rockets won. Yeah. So that would have been like 94 and 95. I think they made it to the Western Conference Finals one of those years. Yeah, I Yeah, I just saw they were so close, man. So many times. And Jerry Sloan is it, it's so amazing to me. He has the best he has one of the best records of any head coach to have ever been a head coach in the NBA with without any titles. It's insane. That's what. And did he did he always just coach the Jazz? I think so. I think his whole career as head coach was at the Jazz. Well, they were just dude in the nineties during the regular season. They were just so dominant. Yeah, super amazing. It's crazy, man. <laughs> and then Malone almost got his ring with the Lakers in 04. Yeah, there was a lot of got, angry people about and then that. They got freaking. They got freaking wrecked by the Pistons. Yeah. There were a lot of Utah fans who were real angry about that. I remember. Just just the fact that he was ring chasing? Yeah. I didn't blame him. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm all for that, bro. All for that. Yeah, it's like, it's like, come on, this this dude's been carrying your franchise for like two decades. It's like, let him let him retire with a ring, please. Let him, let him ride the bench and just let Shaq and Kobe dominate. Yeah, dude. I mean, I it's it's crazy looking back, like how different the style of play was back in that time than it is now. <laughs> oh, it's dude. It's I mean, it's kind of become a cliche thing to say as a 
just in, as a basketball fan, but I mean, the Golden State Warriors of the past five or six years have pretty much completely upended how the game is played, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and I think even um, you can even just narrow it just, down to Steph Curry. Just be like, yeah, he literally changed real. the game. <laughs> I mean, just the amount of three-pointers that teams are are attempting per game now is just... My, my Rockets. Other, I mean, <laughs> 15, 20 years ago, if you would have said that, people would be like, are you out of your mind? Right? Seriously, though. Like, dude's draining, like, over 10 threes a game. It's It's crazy. Yeah, like... I think, I mean, I really think it makes the game much more exciting to watch. Yeah, I think so too. I think seeing there's stuff, seeing stuff Curry nail a three pointer from like half court. When you're just like, there's no way. <laughs> and then it's just yeah, like, they, swish. He, just, he makes it, he makes it look effort. Yeah. You're like, you're like, what? Yeah, dude. I, I watch, I watch him and I'm, every time I'm just in awe or I'm just waiting. Or just expecting something magical to happen. Yeah. One of my buddies is a big Golden State fan. And I'm like, dude, I would love to love the Golden State Warriors. I would. I really <laughs> want to. I really do. I really want to appreciate how awesome they are. Because I think Clay Thompson is dope. And I think Steph Curry oh, is dope. And Stephen Clay Kerr is Thompson dope. Is definitely, Clay Thompson is arguably one of the best shooters. Oh, yeah. Ever. Yeah, dude. Literally, the one. <laughs> like they're both on the same team. Yeah, the one. The one reason I cannot, I cannot get myself to like the Golden State Warriors, is Draymond Green. I just, I can't get over him. See, he as a. I mean, I'm a huge Bulls fan, and he he reminds me so much of Joakim Noah. Dude, I love Noah though. Who, I think I think Joakim Noah's dope. <laughs> Yeah, but he was just like he—he he was just kind of the player that be trash talking, legitimately everybody. Yeah, and he's just like the kind of dude that he's—if he's not on your team, you're just gonna be like, oh, I hate—I hate him so much. That's exactly the logic my buddy gave me. He was like, dude, yeah, if he's on your team, you can't live without him. You love him. You need him. He is the lifeblood of your team. If he's not on your team, you can't stand him. And I was like, I, I guess that makes sense. And like, even for me, I'm having a hard time even wanting to root for my Rockets because like I had a hard enough time with James Harden <laughs> being kind of kind of ball hoggy. But now I've got Russell Westbrook, who I really don't oh, like. Dude, I Russell Westbrook is one of my least favorite players in the league. Dude, I, his attitude kills and not, me. And that's I'm not like I'm not trying to like disrespect his talent. Or oh, he's phenomenally talented. Absolutely. And like insanely I just, talented i just don't really i don't really enjoy his style of play yeah i don't like his cockiness it's pretty much the same it's pretty much the same as james Harden. like they're very they're very cocky players and i it's they hard love, yeah they like they have the ball yeah the iso let me let me just let me try and make a top 10 play every time and it's like dude, yeah dude, let's, and that was like, dude, that, you got you got other dudes on the court with you like come on that was like big thing for me too because i love chris paul and so i was really digging when chris paul was on the team but james harden and him butted heads bad because chris paul is all about team play and james harden's all about solo play yeah 
It's rough. Well, I, they weren't really they weren't really getting too far with that combo, so I I could kind of see why they had to break it up. Yeah, I mean it. That that I mean, poor Chris Paul, dude. The dude. <laughs> I was literally thinking the same. The dude is so cool, so talented, super awesome. Like, does a lot of cool stuff off court. Just really rad dude all around. Yeah, I mean, but he's just injury prone at all the future, wrong times. Yeah, definitely future Hall of Famer. Oh, just definitely. Can't, just can't get to that next. Can't get to that next stop. Yeah, man. Even uh, those Clippers teams with him and um, and Blake. Yeah, Blake Griffin and uh, De- was DeAndre Jordan on that team? Yeah, DeAndre Jordan as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. But they, I mean, they unfortunately. Uh, you got to go through the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. So. Yeah, yeah, man. I have I have high hopes for for the Utah Jazz, man. Some Donovan Mitchell. Some, no, they, uh, dude, they've been they have been awesome the past couple of years. Oh yeah, freaking. There's. Well, I mean, last last year weren't they? I think last year they were the two seed. Yeah, they they had a really good regular season they last year. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, Rudy Gobert, phenomenal defensive player. You know, Donovan Mitchell, just like all around awesome, just really good player. And like it's it's I think they've they've made some good trades that are going to bring some potential there. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I honest, honestly. uh, During last year's finals, when I mean, when it became obvious that. that Clay Thompson, I mean, he tore his ACL, so you're like, okay, he's going to be out. He's going to yeah. be out. And then... Uh, Steph Curry wasn't playing at 100%. Yeah, and then uh, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, yep. got traded. And then it was like, I honestly thought that uh, the Jazz and probably, I thought maybe Portland would be fighting for dominance in the west but then the the rockets the rockets threw it away man get teamed up with gotta get teamed up with what's his face uh shoot why can't i the unibrow guy anthony Uh, davis anthony davis because i i thought that when the pelicans drafted zion i thought maybe that would entice uh him to stay in new orleans but dude zion williamson is a prodigy he's a freak he He is so much fun he is so much fun to watch. He is a lot of fun to watch. That's the thing that's about, like, I don't care. Like, he just, every time he enters the game, I'm like, dude, I just want to watch. I want to watch this guy play. He's so yeah, he cool. Just, he just, he, yeah. He's just physically imposing his will on people. He's like, what, 19 dude, years old? Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, dude, he's built like a goddamn defensive yeah, dude, he's like a linebacker, in the, in the like a NFL. middle linebacker. Yeah. yeah, he's he's huge. I would, dude, him, Steph, and uh, Giannis are just probably my favorite three players to watch. I like Giannis. Yeah, Antetokounmpo. I don't even know how to say his last name, but yeah, he's I, cool, I man. Him, I just call him the Greek, the freak. Greek freak. Yeah, he has uh, no, I, he, I, he has no intentions of ever leaving Milwaukee. It's it's actually it's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're, I've I've definitely found myself rooting for the Bucks the past couple years. 
just I mean they're right in our backyard and I mean Giannis is awesome. Yeah, dude. He's he's a fun player to watch, fun yeah. player to to and support like, and root for. Yeah. And then like Paul Gasol was on that team and dude, the Lopez brothers are awesome. So being a Jazz fan, there's a few people that you just can't like. And Paul Gasol is one of them. Who? Paul Gasol. I just Paul Gasol. <laughs> he was one of those guys you couldn't like as a Jazz fan. You just like that's fair. Yeah, like even Kobe, like you could respect Kobe, but you couldn't like him. You know. <laughs> I feel that. I mm. definitely feel that. <laughs> oh man. I mean, he was. He was definitely one of the more because he was on the Bulls for I think three years. And with Derek always getting injured, he was definitely one of the most entertaining guys to watch. Yeah. I, I became a fan of him. That makes sense. Dude, how heartbreaking was that for you as a Bulls fan? Like, the the chosen well, one for the happened, Bulls to what come. With, what happened with Derek? Yeah. Oh, my dude. It was... Uh, that was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude, that because those those early those late two thousands early twenty ten teams, I I loved them. Yeah, they dude, so, they were so fun to watch. I mean, you had Derek, Taj Gibson, and Joaquin. Uh, it's just they were they were just they were just so much fun to watch. And then I mean, if it wasn't for the LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Miami, they, they might have won a ring. Yeah, dude. And, then if Derek, and well, and then if Derek can tear his ACL. Yeah, man. He, I feel like Derek Rose is, is in a similar boat to Chris Paul, always injured at the wrong time, man. And, and constantly, like consistently getting injured, re-injuring things. I, th- I think that, I think Chris Paul, though, will for sure, he to me seems like a for sure Hall of Famer. Definitely. Derek's kind of kind of up in the Derek air. Kind of had like Derek had like three good years, three amazing years, and then he where he won an MVP and, and everything. I mean, he's probably he's probably going to be the first NBA MVP to not go to the Hall of Fame, which is crazy. That would be nuts. Yeah. I think I think the MVP is is kind of a funny award because it's it's to me in the NBA it really just kind of seems like a musical chairs type of thing. Yeah, that's exactly because like it's like everybody every everybody gets their turn. Yeah, that that's that exactly, because like, like realistically, like realistic, it would every year pretty much either be like LeBron or Curry. Or I mean, I think the two year stuff wanted he really he des- deserved it. He did. Dude, you could realistically give LeBron like the MVP, the defensive player of the year. Yeah. You could you give him pretty much every award player. and it would be justified. Yeah, because he's just I mean the dudes He's unreal. World. He's unreal. Just absolutely insane. Like the and he like and he doesn't it doesn't seem like he's aged at all. Like he just continues playing at this insanely high level. You're like, okay. Yeah, he's he's another just He's just another freak of nature. Yeah, dude. Just, <laughs> just like if you looked up athlete in the dictionary, his picture should pop up because he's 
unbelievable, man. I'd agree with that. <laughs> he's he's just like a freak of nature. He really is, dude. Oh man, I could I could talk sports forever. I could talk. There's <laughs> there's a few things I can talk about forever. It's like music and sports and video games. I can just keep talking about them. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge sports junkie, dude. That's you, I, uh, are, you, are you into like MMA at all? I don't follow MMA mostly because like I get woozy. I uh, I don't do I don't do well with the the blood and the broken noses and stuff. Okay. That's it's fair. it's tough on me. Like I I I when I was younger, I was like, man, what's a good career where I could make a lot of money and like be content? You know, I was like, I'll be like a an orthodontist. And then I learned that I had to go through like actual like there was going to be like oral surgeries that orthodontists do like not full on oral surgeries, but there's going to be blood involved. And I was like, ah, I guess not. And you're like, ah, good. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to handle that. Not, not going to happen. I, I feel that man. Let's get there. Uh, the UFC is like actually doing fights this weekend. So really? I, I'm just like, so I'm so excited to like, to see anything. Yeah, Dana White, he's he's pretty progressive with the way that he handles stuff. He's he's on top of making sure that stuff is making money. Yeah, it's he I mean he's a he's a genius of a businessman. Oh big time, yeah. He it was very interesting to see him laying out the groundwork for because there were a lot of different options they were looking at to try to continue doing fights. Yeah. Like this dude was talking about just like buying a private fight island. I heard about that one. I was like, that was another one I thought was like an onion sports article. (laughs) And you're like, you're like, Oh no, this dude's, this dude's dead ass serious. Yeah. He, he really just wants to see some UFC man. Yeah. Hey dude, I, I don't got a problem with it, man. (laughs) I need, I need, I need something to plug this hole in my life right now. Yeah. The, the last one that I know that I really like, I didn't follow a whole lot. Like I said, I don't follow a whole lot of fights. But every time a big fight gets hyped, I'll follow like the highlights of it. So like uh-huh. Cowboy and McGregor, that was that was a big one. That was that was a good one. And then yeah. obviously McGregor and uh, Khabib. Is it Habib? Khabib? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Khabib. Khabib. That was that was another great fight with a lot of drama post and pre-fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly what I followed oh was God, the the dude, crazy I, drama. I, I, oh, I loved it. I love I love crazy shit like that. Yeah, dude, that one was that one was uh, out of this world. Throwing a freaking what was it? A chair or a trash can or something into yeah, the bus? I, I think it was a chair. Dude, like what a psycho, man! But then, yeah, and then Khabib's like corner, just like three dudes just ran just start, into the cage and just started just beating the crap, beating the crap out of him, dude. Just absolutely oh, mauling the dude. Oh my god, it was crazy. And then like a. A few months later, you see that he he's like in a bar and he ends up cold cocking yeah, some old dude. And he slapped that old. Guy. Yeah, you're just like, what the freak is wrong with this dude? Conor McGregor is a wild human being. Dude, he's a wild card. That is, I think that's the best way to describe him as a human being is just like a wild he's, card. You never know what's gonna happen. He's a wild card and he's a promotional genius. Oh yeah, dude, he knows how to make money. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably at some point. I think he'll probably be a billionaire at some point. Oh yeah, I mean he's got his whiskey company. He's got like yeah. all of his sponsorships. 
Not to mention that, like, he's taking on fights that he knows he's going to lose just to make the hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, dude, that's that fight with him and Floyd Mayweather might have been the biggest waste of a hundred dollars in my life. I'm I'm glad that you knew exactly which fight I was referring to. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I knew, my friend. I knew. <laughs> I mean, he made a crap ton of money just to get laid out. He made, I don't know, I think he made like $50 million and Floyd made a hundred, which is... I think uh, that was, yeah, I think that's what it broke out to be. Me, that makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just one fight of many that they're going to do that year. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, counter fights are always entertaining to watch. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always a... Uh, it's always a big thing and obviously like it's it's the size that it is for a reason because there's just a lot of a lot of stuff like so funny story my the first time I took my wife to a Buffalo Wild Wings we were just like I love going to sports bars and just like I love watching the sports while eating wings it's just fun and so like I was up in Idaho visiting my buddy and uh so we go out we're gonna we're getting some wings and uh i don't know what fight it was but every tv every screen in the in the whole restaurant had this one fight on so i'm assuming it was a pretty big fight <laughs> and the like, dude oh, this must be important yeah and this dude gets decimated blood <laughs> everywhere and my wife and i are trying to eat but she and i are both like oh boy <laughs> Like having a hard time with this blood. Like the dude's nose is like sideways blood, like under his <laughs> eyes, like completely just obliterated. And it just kept going. The guy just kept beating on him. And I was like, just oh, tap, dude. dude, just tap out. <laughs> yeah. For, for somebody like you guys that have like that aversion to seeing blood, it's, I could, I could kind of see where your distaste would come. Yeah, dude, that was, that was like the epitome of, of, cause like not all MMA fights are going to get that bloody. You know, so most yeah, of the time they're going to get pretty bloody, but not that bloody. This one was like, hey, <laughs> hey some dude, sometimes it just takes like one little, little touch to the nose or a gash to the eye. And, and the faucets are running, man. Well, yeah. And a lot of these guys, like their noses are like pre broken. So they're oh, ready yeah, to like, bleed. There's <laughs> like, septums like bent three ways. Yeah, dude. It's they just can't even breathe out of it. <laughs> Had multiple reconstructive surgeries to get their sinuses to work properly. And oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So it's so muffed up, the blood doesn't even come out of here anymore. Yeah, dude, I remember like back in high school, like wrestling matches and stuff. I started doing wrestling, broke my ribs. I quit that. I was like, nah, I don't want to wrestle around anyway. But uh, but like, I remember just like dudes getting tampons stuffed up their broken noses. I'm like, this looks awful. Why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> Dude, I don't, some people just, uh, I tried wrestling as well. And it was just, I fought like one match and I was like, yeah, I don't like this. Not for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people just have that, like, that killer instinct, I guess, where they just need to, they need to brawl, man. Got that aggression they got to get out. I mean, yeah. I've got a, I've got a buddy of mine who's like, dude, let's box. I'm like, I'm not going to box you. He's like, dude, it's fun. It's really good to just like to just punch someone. And I'm like, I don't punch someone for fun, bro. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got a 401k. I'm not boxing. Exactly. I'm like, dude, like 
I, why, why would I punch you? And he's like, just punch me in the face. I promise it'll feel good. I'm like, no, I'm not going to punch you in the face, dude. <laughs> oh my God. He was like, he was one of those. Your friend is, your friend is a wild card. Man. Oh dude. He's, he's, he's awesome. <laughs> but he's definitely a wild card. He's, That's- he did like, he was a, a featherweight boxer and he was like, Oh shit. He was like real good. Like he won a bunch of competitions That's- and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. He, uh, he's kind of one of the funniest, he's one of the funniest, like one of the most competitive people I know. I'm not a hyper competitive person. I just love to have fun and I love to like have the social aspect, but he's hyper competitive. So everything he does, he's like, I'm going to be the best. And, uh, so he did boxing literally became the best in the state. And then he's like, all right, I'm done boxing. So he picks up ping pong, becomes the best ping pong player in like, in like this, um, geographic area i don't know how big it was but it was amongst these colleges and then he picks up chess and now he's a competitive chess player i'm like dude what the freak man why don't you just like why don't you just settle down you know just chill out oh my that is <laughs> that is amazing yeah dude it's fun to like hear his stories playing, and now he's playing chess right he goes from being a boxer to a ping pong player to a chess player and then like he's like telling me to compete with him in these things i'm like dude first off Dude, I would get annihilated. Exactly. That's the first thing I tell him. And then secondly, I'm like, dude, I've never actually played chess and finished a match. I've never actually done that. Uh, it's like, I was going to say chess is a very, is a very complex game to try to wrap your head around. Yeah. Like I, I don't really have like the foresight to like see what someone could potentially do because I don't know. Oh, I, oh I, me neither, man. Yeah, like I just don't know what <laughs> I'm gonna do because I don't know what the best. I don't know strategy at all when it comes to chess. Like, I have no clue. And then ping pong, I'm like, bro, I am a mediocre ping pong player at best. Like, I played tennis and I did well at tennis, but don't put me on table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, it's yeah. Anyway, it's it's fun stuff. <laughs> Well, dude, I this I know. Obviously, we uh, we planned an hour. This has been a lot of fun talking. If yeah, you don't dude, mind, that, I've got that, some some additional questions that are kind of fun, random. I uh, I started doing this after after our initial interview. I started doing this just for a, an extra fun little kick at the end. So if you're down, if you got an extra few minutes, you down, dude? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. So this is literally just like trivial facts about yourself that sometimes you're gonna learn after the question is asked. So first question, favorite candy. Oh man, probably Reese's pieces. Oh dude. That's a great choice. I love Reese's always so good. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a good choice. I like that. That's a solid. All right. Next one. Favorite restaurant or fast food is favorite place to eat gotta go with my hometown joint portillo's oh dude i've heard a lot about portillo's they they got that italian beach game on lock yeah they they've got locations throughout the u.s now right um i think outside of illinois they're in like arizona and arizona florida and california i think Okay, so not not crazy spread out, but no, just kind of. 
I mean, Arizona and Florida makes sense. You got all those Chicago transplants. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of older people. Oh yeah, they're like, I'm done with this cold. F it, yeah, I'm out. Like, <laughs> they're like, all right, this whole Midwest thing is getting kind of old. That actually makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. <laughs> Dude, funny thing, I'm I'm actually allergic to hot dogs, so I like every. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, so I'm allergic to like all pork products, and it's all pork. You said? Yeah, because it's the way that they pre- like it's the preservative they use, and uh, oh okay, and so it's the curing process that I'm that I'm actually aller- allergic to the curing yeah. salts they use. But I am uh, so sorry for you. But yeah, like everyone, like I, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about like Portillo's and I'm like, well, I guess I'll never know. <laughs> I, I mean, the hot dogs are good, but I would say the, the burgers and the Italian beef there are, are top tier. Okay. Well, I guess I still have to try it again. <laughs> Just have to make sure I try this place. If, if you, if you ever, if you ever find yourself by Portillo's, you should definitely try the hamburger. I will. I'll make sure to do that. I thought it was only hot dogs. No, they got they got all sorts of shit, man. Nice tamales. They have tamales. They're pretty good. What a random thing to serve. Like I love tamales, but typically they got good ribs. They got good ribs too. Ribs would make sense at a restaurant like that. But but then you can't have the pork product. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's one of those things that I. uh, a lot of you know people are like so are you so are you Jewish are you are you Islam I'm like no I'm I am no not. man I just am allergic I just got this condition <laughs> I I am able to to say that I eat kosher meat but no I am not <laughs> <laughs> all right if you were to you know world gets back to normal travel is back on on the plate or you know on the on the the plate here you're able to on the table that's what I meant. Uh, you're able to start traveling. Your dream vacation. Where would you go? Uh, right now, I probably just want to go to like Hawaii, just somewhere, somewhere relaxing. I could get that. <laughs> I've also, I've also always wanted to go to Japan too. So that would be cool. Heck yeah! Why Japan? What's what is it that's uh, made you want to go there? Think, I don't know. There's just something. It comes. It just seems very interest. It's always interested me. Just the the architecture and the culture and the food. Nice. Have you ever had mochi? I have not. You know I, what? It, do you know what it is? Yeah, I've I've definitely. It's definitely come up on, like food shows I've watched before, and it looks phenomenal. Dude, it's so good. The outer. The outer portion is almost like the outside of a haichu. Have you had haichus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like that, but it's got like ice cream in the middle. It's like, I don't that even. Sounds, that sounds incredible. It's so good. My buddy, his wife is obsessed with them. And so every time I go over there, she gives me one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm going to need to get me one of those. Yeah, dude. That's cool. Yeah, I. I the only reason I ask was. Typically, people who want to go to Japan are like big into like anime or or like Japanese art, and so I was just curious. I, yeah, I just think the, I just think the food, the cold, and I just there's just something so cool about cities like Tokyo where it's like very, 
it just seems very almost futuristic in a way. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I think it would just be very interesting. I agree, man. I feel like going to Tokyo is like flying into the future. <laughs> and just and just to be immersed just to be immersed in a place that is so different than what you're used to. Yeah, dude. I could I could totally see that. That's awesome. That'd be a fun trip, man. All right, next one. Maybe maybe one day. Heck yeah, dude. I mean, make it happen. Just just what are what are those what are those positive thinker people say? They're like just 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 think of it into existence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Last one. Favorite movie. Uh The Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Which one's that one? Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a huge fan of westerns. Nice. That's one of the classics. Yeah. That's that's one of the old school ones then, right? Yeah, it's like like a 60s spaghetti western. Nice. Clint Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef. Um yeah. Love it. That's awesome. I'll have to I'll have to check it out. I I haven't seen that one. Definitely not. Obviously, I didn't know what it was, but <laughs> Definitely worth definitely worth a watch if you ever got the time. I've liked the movies that Clint Eastwood has directed. Like he's directed some amazing movies. Yeah. He's done some really thought, good work. I thought Grand I thought Grand Torino was great. Uh he did the most recent movie he did, The Mule, was actually really good. Yeah, and he I also he directed that one. He did he did one of the movies he, I think I think he did one of the movies with uh um, with Tom Hanks in it, I can't remember. Uh, the Sully did he do Sully? I think he may have he done. He might. He might have. Because Sully was a cool movie too. He did Mystic River, Million Dollar Bait. Yeah, he's a he's a good director. He's he's directed some good flicks, man. Yeah, great actor. Obviously, like was it the was it the No Country for Old Men? Was that him? No, he's not in that. Which one was the one? May have been, may have been Gran Torino that I'm thinking of, where he's an old guy in a neighborhood. Yeah, and he, and he's like, he's just, he's done with he all of like these the, gangs. He, he, that's the one. Okay, that's the one I was thinking of. Not No Country for Old Men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. He's. I wish, I wish he was in No Country. Yeah, he's a pretty bad a guy. Pretty cool dude. He's like he's like the OG badass. Yeah, for sure. Like when I think of like when I think of like the original badasses, I think of him and Bruce Lee. Dude, for sure, I agree with that. Man, Bruce Lee, imagine like how cool it would be if like he was continuing to make stuff right now. That would be dope. Uh, I wish, man. Yeah, there was a. No, he's, a he's definitely left us with some amazing action movies though oh yeah dude the freaking talented guy man super talented well bro that's that's about it man i uh yeah, dude i'm stoked for for daydreamer um because like i said our daydream sorry um because <laughs> i've listened to it i i think daydreamer because of the kind of the context of the song um i i get you 
But uh, but yeah, dude, like I I've listened to it a few times. Thank you for sending me the the link that no one else gets um, because oh, it's course, man. it's super cool. I honestly, this is probably one of my favorite songs you guys have done. Um, not to say that Thank any of the so other much, ones weren't man. weren't great, but this one I think is like it hits at another level. I think it's phenomenal. So good job. That's- Thank you a lot, man. It's it's great to hear positive feedback like that, and it lets us know that we're making some good progress as a band. So yeah, thank dude. you so much. Heck yeah, man. Keep up the good work, and uh, you know, whenever you guys are able to get back into the studio, start recording some new stuff. Let me know. I would love to. I'd love to be you know evangelical about it. Let people know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> absolutely my dude (laughs) well bro that was an absolute blast just like it's kind of funny we didn't really talk a whole lot of music this time but it uh it was a ton of fun talking the sports and just life in general (laughs) that was great man 